Welcome back to the third episode of Adopted, a podcast made by Asian adoptees for Asian adoptees. Uh, we're joined today by our special guest, Olivia. Hi, I'm Olivia. I was adopted from Yujiang Orphanage in Jiangxi, China on June 18, 2000. I'm an only child and I live with my mom and our cat, Mia. And right now I'm in my second year in pre-graphic design at Iowa State University. Awesome. Glad to have you here today. Yes, thank you. We're going to be discussing our names and our relationships with them. Um, so to start, um, do you guys want to say your names and who gave you that name? Sure. I have quite a few names, <laughs> but the name I mainly go by is Alia. And then I have my Chinese name that was given to me by my adoptive parents, Ailian. And then I have another name, which is the name that my uh, orphanage had given me, which is Shaoqi. What about you, Maya? Um, so my first name is Maya. And then um, I sometimes go by like Rose or Rosie because my uncle calls me that. And then I also have my Chinese name, which is Hojirong. Um, and then I have my last name. Oh, and the orphanage gave me um, the Chinese name. And the He is because I was found in Hefei City. So like it's like a homage to the city I was found in. That's really cool. Um, I have my name, Amy, that my parents gave me. Um, see, I have the Chinese name that the orphanage gave me as well, which is Yuan Lu, Y-U-A-N-L-U. And that's pretty much the names that I go by. Um, I don't have a middle name, though. Fun fact. What about you, Olivia? So my name is Olivia, which is the name that my mom gave me. And... The name that my orphanage gave me is Yu Jin Feng, which is my Chinese name that I go by. And my middle name is actually Jin. So my mom took the Jin from my Chinese name as my middle name. That's nice. Oh, that's a nice way to like incorporate it. Yeah. So do you guys know like the stories behind your names? Like whether it be your Chinese name or, you know, the name that your adoptive parents gave you? I think my mom just really liked the name Maya, so she gave that to me. <laughs> um, I don't know how the orphanage decides um, to give names. I, I at least I don't. There's never a story of how they assigned me that name. So sadly, there's no cool naming story for that. I also don't know how my orphanage assigned names, um, but also my mom named me Olivia because she liked the name. <laughs> she didn't know any Olivia's and she just told me that she really liked the name. Oh, I guess it's kind of similar for me in that um, originally my mom wanted to name me Leah, but my father wanted a more uh, like Arabic, like Muslim name. And so then they settled upon Alia and my mom also liked it because it's the name for one of the past queen of Jordan. That's really cool. Thank you. In terms of my Chinese names, um, if I remember correctly, Ai Lian was given to me because one, it kind of like matches my, like, my, I don't know how to really describe it, my current, my real, my real name, I guess. They're both real names. Um, like your English name? Yeah, like my, my English name. 
because well, it's also Arabic though, so it's like, oh, what okay. do I call this? <laughs> uh, but I'll call it my English name. My name, your main name. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it matches my name, name, and then also she knew someone who had something that was similar, or she liked one of the characters from their names, like one of her friends' children, and so then that's how they like came up with my name. Uh, regarding my orphanage name, that one I know the story of like the town that I was. Um, supposedly born in is Shaoyang and at the orphanage there they gave everyone the last the surname of Shao which apparently when I actually looked it up it actually is just a common Chinese surname and as I, I couldn't really find the word G just by looking it up because as you know like pinyin leads to a lot of different names because char- there's so many characters for one pinyin uh, but when I looked it up by radical and then finding the exact word apparently it means beauty so Pretty happy with that. I have Lovely Lotus for my adoptive and then Beauty for my orphanage one. So for me, uh, my first name given to me by my parents, um, Amy, is actually the French spelling of Amy, A-I-M-E-E, which means loved because my mom loves me. She wanted me to feel loved and all that (laughs) cute things. Um, And then my Chinese name. So when I was adopted, my mom was told that it meant like morning dew. She said because I was found in the morning, um, get to Chinese class, ask some of my Chinese friends, they're like, that is not what that means. Um, <laughs> so based on the radicals and the characters in my name, I'm pretty sure it means sorrowful road or sorrowful way or path. Um, so it's kind of beautiful and one of those macabre senses. Um, but yeah, that's where it came from. That's sad. It's just the two characters. <laughs> I feel like when it comes to like figuring out the meanings, in a way, it's like it's up to us because while they can have its own like designated meaning within the language, it's also kind of like we're finding our connection with it and what we choose to like describe it as. Because I remember I was talking with Amy about this and she was talk- telling about like how the radical could mean um, you said water. And kind of figuring out which way you want to identify. Yeah. I choose to think of it now that I kind of have a better potential understanding of it. That like sometimes like your path starts off in sadness, but it's still a path and you well, can continue nice on. Meeting. I like that. Really beautiful. I like that. You should keep that. Whenever someone asks, you should <laughs> use that as your meaning. Thank you. Um, so would you guys say you have, like, attachment to your your Chinese name? I would say I do, definitely. Do you see it as your name? Because for me, um, until recently, I kind of just thought of it as, like, I knew it was, like, kind of my name because, you know, the orphanage gave it to me, but I never really associated my name with it. So I just used it for, like, gaming logins and stuff like that. I didn't, like, take it seriously. But um, when I was going through, like, my adoption file for the first time, like, last week, there's like a section where they're like um, saying in my development report that I was starting to like respond to my name. I was just like, for me, it was like uh, like a paradigm shift because I was like, oh, people knew me and called me by that name. That's like the only name they've ever known me by. So then I was like, oh, yeah. So it's like a little epiphany. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, it is my name. I feel that. I I think it is hard, like, when you're not consistently called by the name to really associate it as you. 
it's kind of like let's say like someone calls you by like they mistakenly say your like english name and then you're kind of like who are they talking to and they're like it's like oh wait oh they meant me and that's kind of like how i feel i guess about my chinese name like i do associate with it and like it is i do feel like it is my name but no one ever calls me by it so if anyone was to like yell like oh ailian i it would take me like a good minute to be like wait me yeah, I agree with that too. Um, although I don't refer to myself by my Chinese name, Eugene Fung, I do identify with it in some way because it actually is part of my name, Olivia Jin, and then my last name. So yeah, I'd say I definitely do identify with it in that way. For me, I'm kind of the same way um, as you guys. I know that it exists and i would hear it and say like oh yeah that's my Chinese name because we use it in my Chinese class and everything um so I guess I have a slightly more connected or I don't know how to phrase that I'm slightly more attuned to hearing it in association with me also some of my friends they were just curious they're like oh like what is your Chinese name and I told them and because my friends are who they are they changed their name and their phone to that so whenever I text them they're like who is this oh right Amy so those are the ways that I go by it. But um, in my day-to-day life, I don't really think about like, oh, yeah, I've got two names. I'm just like, yeah, it's Amy. What up? Um, did your parents make your Chinese name part of your legal name? No, it's just um, like a fun fact that I can okay. throw in on the side. Because my Chinese name is part of my legal name. It's kind of nice. Oh, really? Yeah. That is really cool. Like, what section does it fill? Does it fill, like, the middle name section? Yeah, it's, or? like, my second middle name. Oh. Yeah. Would you guys give a Chinese name to your children? I think I would. I, 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 I mean, I'm only 21, so I haven't really thought much about kids at all, um, other than, like, the terror that could be children. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But I think if I, like, if I did have kids... I think I would want to give them a Chinese name because like for me, it is somewhat become a part of who I am mainly for like, as we were talking about before meaning. And I always really loved that. My name meant like lovely Lotus and I like, I one I love flowers. So it fit really perfectly. And I just thought it was like a really beautiful name to me. Um, so then I actually ended up getting a tattoo that kind of reminded me of it. So like, I've always loved like the design of, like mandala style lotuses and so i got one on my back that's so cool that's very nice because i was actually thinking about maybe getting a tattoo of my chinese name but i wasn't Me sure too. the word or like the meaning um since i don't actually know the meaning i was gonna go with just the work the characters <laughs> but maybe i should put more thought into it and like come up with my own meaning like you guys i feel like for me it would depend on who i have children with and that would determine if I give them a Chinese name or not. Yeah, I think you bring up a really interesting topic. I've never really thought about that, uh, giving my kids part of a Chinese name or part of my Chinese name. But it's definitely something that I would think about in the future. Because I do identify myself partly with my Chinese name. So I think it just you know, I just haven't thought of it, but it's definitely food for thought for me. I actually haven't thought about it before today either. So, <laughs> but I think that 
I would kind of like that because I'm passing on like the culture even if it's like I'm not completely immersed in the culture but I can pass on like a little bit makes them a bit more unique yeah yeah I get what you're saying yeah as an expansion on that question if you were to give your child a Chinese name like let's say like you whatever criteria like you need to meet to want to give your child like child a Chinese name is met would you make it an optional name where like they just know that like that's an alternative name that they have or would you actually put it in their legal documents I think I put it in in their legal oh, documents man. but like as like um, a middle name maybe so you don't have to like use it and it's just like mm-hmm. there if they want to I think I would agree as well, just because that's how um, my name is, my legalized name, my Chinese name is part of it. So um, I think it worked out really well. And every time I see my name, like on my driver's license or when I like do my signature, it like reminds me that that's part of who I am. And I think it's just really special and has meaning. Oh, I I really like that. I never thought about that way because I don't. I don't have a middle name. I just have like these names that I knew are like alternative names for me. Um, and so when I was, when I, you know, Maya posed the question of like, would I name my child? I just thought like in terms of naming them, oh, I would just like give it as a nickname. But hearing from you guys how like the meaning of having that as your legal name, I actually really like what um, Olivia said. Now I'm considering if I did, I probably would probably make it part of their legal name. Yeah. I've never thought about any of this, but hearing you guys is relationships to your Chinese names has given me a lot of things to think about. It's really, really special though. I like it. I like how everything um of course I'm glad I could share for you guys. <laughs> so what about your last name guys? How do you feel about your last name? So for me, um fun fact actually, um I have a two part last name and no middle name. So thank God because otherwise it would be the longest name ever. Um, and the first of my last names is English. The second of my last names is Italian, like straight up Italian. And my first name, as we discussed, is a French in origin. And then I'm Chinese. So one, teachers never expect me to be the person called when they say my name. They're looking for anybody but a Chinese girl. Um, and two, it's just like the biggest, like most random combination of names. And it's just very confusing no one can pronounce it it's just a pile of different ethnically background names all mixed into a chinese girl you are the american melting pot (laughs) i am that is hello it me (laughs) i kind of feel the similar way too with that because my name both my first and last name are arabic and they have their own arabic meanings and every time i'm called Either one, people just don't say my first or last name right. So it always takes, and it took me a second in the beginning. But now I just hear like, when I hear people take a pause before saying my name, like when they're in my section of like the attendance, I'm like, that's me. Hello. I know who you're going to call. <laughs> this is how it's said. <laughs> um, I've, so I've always like felt a little weird about it because people will hear my name and then they're looking around for someone who matches it. But then you like, like uh amy said you have this chinese girl when they're saying an arabic name and they're like what how and i think my most memorable story regarding that 
was my freshman year of college. I was in math class and my math teacher called out my name. Somehow she said it pretty accurately correct. I respond. Later on at the end of class, someone from maybe a desk or two behind me says to me, oh, wow. I'm like, that was so unexpected. I heard the brown, but I didn't see the brown. (laughs) (laughs) What what a sentence. That's that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. So like, I kind of have, I've always had like a, I like it and I sometimes like dislike it, like relationship with my name. I would definitely agree with that statement. Like you, you like it, but you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause also for me, I went to a very Asian high school and cause like I was like, you know, adopted. They were kind of like, oh, she's not like a real Asian, especially cause like my last name's like such a dead giveaway. <laughs> um, so I used to like kind of resent it. So if I went through a phase where I like didn't write my last name. I just like would wrote, write like the first initial, kind of like, you know, hide it a little. But yeah. I know like some adoptees, what they do to avoid that kind of like where people are like, oh, why well, you have like a white last name? They just have like, I know one girl, she puts like her initials, like, her Chinese name and then her initials. So then people don't ask her because she, she doesn't like to have people asking. I think that's interesting because um, particularly when I was younger in elementary school, it was kind of the opposite for me. Um, my, so my middle name is a ch- my Chinese name. And um, when I was younger, I would refuse to share my middle name. And when my friends would ask me what it was, because they were genuinely curious, I refused to share it to them. And uh, it was all because they all had Western middle names. And if that's not the correct way to uh, call it, feel free to let me know. Um, But they all had Western middle names and I didn't. And I thought that they might make fun of me or pester me about it. So for me, when I was a kid, I just, you know, I just didn't talk about it, which reflecting on it's honestly really sad that I uh, rejected that part of my identity um so even after like elementary school uh, I don't remember being asked what my middle name was but I still held on to those um shameful thoughts even until high school um where I didn't really feel comfortable talking about uh, middle names which honestly is sad now but I don't hold that view right now so that's I'm glad that's good it took a lot of I guess maturing but I think that that's an important path to take is like understanding and going into your identity and how you relate to who you are I think that that's an important journey that a lot of people can um I think it's something that a lot of adoptees struggle with Mm -hmm. yes I agree yeah I definitely agree with you guys since it's like you're caught between so many different worlds of people try to box you into one specific thing when in reality you can't fit into any of those and you're just like pulled between both almost. Yes, exactly. I would say I was definitely pulled um, when I was younger, at least how I viewed it, because my last name obviously is, well, it's Norwegian, but it's more Western sounding than a Chinese name. So um, when I was younger, I was proud of my last name because it made me sound um it made me blend in more with my classmates even though my schools were pretty diverse but then my middle name it was not similar to my friends and 
you know, then I felt shame about it. So it was definitely a youthful mindset. It's it's hard as a kid, especially since like, you know, children are so blunt and they can be very mean yes. about it when they don't <laughs> understand. And it makes it hard for you since you don't really understand your own name. And then you don't understand why other people are taking something like that and using it against you. And I also think it was just part of my personality. I was a really shy kid. So I I, I uh, luckily never got bullied about anything, even about that. But I just didn't even want to deal with it. So I just didn't talk about it. So uh, it was definitely also related to my personality. I just didn't talk about it. But I'm certainly more open now, which I'm really thankful about that. I think I was lucky because um, for me, there was at least like one or two other adoptees in my grade because I went to two um, two schools. I was two elementary schools. And so I always like it was it was like a bit more normalized for me. And like I think other people like that. Oh, these people are adopted and like kind of. So I didn't I was lucky I didn't have to go through that as much. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with like, oh, you don't talk about it definitely as much because you just want to fit in a bit more. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I felt. Mm -hmm. And for me, my elementary schools were very white. I don't think it's the case anymore because I think um, there's been more diversity in the more recent years. But when I was in elementary school, there's like one Korean guy and that was it. Apart from like the uh, two adoptees, so. I feel like a lot of us kind of grew up in that very like Western Caucasian environment. And like that's definitely a whole nother topic to talk about another time of like that struggle with it. But For I sure. feel like that's like definitely. Can make like 10 episodes out of that. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, man, facts. Mm -hmm. Like I, one of the craziest stories I have from that is that when I was in elementary school, I was bullied for being. Asian by like some, some other people but also like the one I'll always remember is that an Asian bullied me for being Asian wow like I I looking back now I understand that like she so badly wanted to fit in herself but as a kid I was like so confused and angry with everything you know it's just how kids are I guess but I think we all have our moments of like rejection with our culture I think that's also like a representation of how people are um, taught. I think that's like a learned behavior from parents and stuff like that. I think just like bullying someone because they're like a different race. I think that has to part of it has to do with um, they've learned that behavior somewhere. Also, I think probably just school is not really. Mm, I don't want to say integrating, but like uh, involving a variety of the different backgrounds in a way that you know it's normalized. And there's nothing to be like ashamed about or nothing to make fun of because, you know, we're all human. That's true. Actually, after that, I, I don't actually know if it was after or before that, but I do remember um, my mom had came, come in one of the days and that same year she did like a Chinese New Year kind of like thing with my class. And so we made like paper lanterns and stuff. So it's kind of like showing like a little bit more of like That's the nice. culture and like, hey, yeah, we don't just, we do, it's not eating yeah. random animals or like sounding weird yeah it's almost like if you don't mm -hmm. show like the positive things then people will get dragged into like the stereotypes that they hear about yeah and that's never good so would you say that now 
you guys are like proud of like your Chinese name, your last name, or do you still have like a bit of an identity crisis when it comes to them? I would say as I got older, I'm definitely very proud of my background. And it's like, although it has had its difficulties, I think those difficulties have really helped me understand who I am and kind of like where I stand. Because when I had to face people who were making me fun of me for these certain things, instead of like, I did like go to the point where I was rejecting it. And I'm like, I don't want any of this. But then it also made me feel like I also realized like, I don't want to let go of that part of me. Like this is something strong that I want to hold on to and like take on with me. So I became very proud to be like, you know, Chinese and share my culture. And like, you know, the easiest way is through food. Like when you talk about like typical Chinese food that people know about and they love too, it's like a really good way to connect with people. That's a great point. You kind of find out what's worth fighting for. I would say that I'm definitely proud of um, kind of everything and proud of who I am, I guess, more though than the, the names itself. For me, the names are, these are my names. And I guess acceptance is a way of showing pride. Um, but it also having such a, a different um, sounding name versus who I look like and who, you know, another part of me being Chinese. Um, it definitely kind of outed me as being adopted. So that helped me also be comfortable with being adopted. You know, I was, I'm a proud adoptee and things like that. I would also agree that I am proud of both my Chinese and my, uh, my Chinese name and my name, because just thinking back on like how much I actually rejected being Chinese just when I was a kid and then growing up to where I am now and I full I embrace being open and um just like you said accepting myself it really shows that um I'm growing and uh that this is a good path for me to be on and so I'm really proud of that um for me I went through I think I said it's like a phase where I like didn't like my last name at all because I was uh judged for not being Asian enough and so then I kind of like it was like kind of like um shamed for being adopted and so in the past year especially I've been trying to like work on that so I think now I'm not as at odds with my last name but still still a work in progress I feel like for us it's gonna always be like a struggle I mean for anyone in general you're always going to struggle with your identity but as I thought about it, when Maya mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, would I name, give my kid a Chinese name? And I think it's always going to be the struggle of balancing, like, you know, where do we identify and like to what extent? And so it's always going to mm-hmm. be that battle. And like self-love and self-acceptance is like a journey of a lifetime, mm-hmm. as they say. We're always going to, everybody is always going to be balancing those things and for others, it's a little bit more complicated, but I don't think you ever stop that journey. I think it's just kind of, it grows with you as you grow as a person. And it's I like really that. helpful to have like people around you who are kind of like going through the same thing, I think, because then you, it's more relatable. You don't feel like you're struggling alone. Yeah. And that's one of the, also like, you know, the whole reason behind this podcast, like that's one of the really nice things, because even just talking with you guys, it's like that feeling of uh, comfort, like a safe space. Yeah. It's like, these are the people who understand a portion of how I'm feeling. They are experiencing similar yeah. things. Or you guys give life. me a new way to look at things too. 
sometimes it's easier to talk about things like this with people who you know understand. It just it feel it hits different coming from people in that community. Um. So, do you guys have any like nicknames that you go by aside from like your Chinese name? Um. Yeah, I actually have a couple nicknames. Um. I have the the classic. Some of my friends used to call me Asian because I grew up in a very um, white neighborhood. We took a survey once in a high school, and it was like ninety ninety six point something percent wow. white. <laughs> um, so my friends called me Asian, but it was always in love. Um, my last name, second last name, uh, there's a silent G, and it ends G L I N I. Um, so my friend, refusing to uh, go with the grain, would say. Um, I'm going to say the G. You're going to be G Lady. So that's a nickname that I grew to. Still, <laughs> people still use that today. Um, and then I play a lot of video games. If you guys don't know, um, you guys probably do. But I have some gaming names. So when I was in middle school, I made up the the word Chivalu, which stood for like Chinese violin and flute. Those are the instruments that I play. Um, oh, so Chinese, that's I know. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> that's what my name is yeah <laughs> i know these guys see it all the time thank you i was so proud of myself um but no one can pronounce it so uh i also i've recently been experimenting with new gamer tags um one is cookie cat because i found this picture of a cat on the internet and a cookie monster one with a plate of cookies <laughs> that's that so is cute. the greatest cookie image i think i've awesome. seen universe too. Um, i think you Mm-hmm. Is it really? There's a whole rap about it. What? I, what? Yo, this new potential gamer tag might work <laughs> out better than I thought. Um, but yeah, those are my nicknames. <laughs> so since my name is Olivia, I usually just go by Liv for a nickname. <laughs> Pretty simple. I don't have too many nicknames. Apart from like when my uncle calls me Rosie. It's the curse of, like, the four-letter name. There's not really yeah. much you can do. And whatever nickname I, I would have, like, mm-hmm. it could only really be Leah, which is just another name, <laughs> or Ali, which is the male version yeah. of my name. So. I kind of um, like that, though. Um, uh, yeah. I, guess, I guess, like, my view of nickname was always that, like, it's a name that's your name, but also not fully your name. And, like, because my name's so short, it just felt like that's just basically my name. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That and sense. like i would hear friends oh. call uh like i had a friend leah and they'd be like oh uh leah and i we would both look because she's like oh <laughs> she hears leah and i hear alia for a little a little bit in like a weird way and i'm like huh me yes <laughs> i did have one yeah. light nickname from my high school art teacher he called me big al as in like um the boxer since i was like i'm, I'm a short person he said i was like like fighting spirit so oh that's really cute it's cute yeah yeah i like that um i have a nickname for my chinese name um in chinese class no one ever wanted to say yuan lu because like it's just got that weird like thing for people who aren't used to saying you're speaking chinese so um we developed like lulu for my chinese name i like lulu <laughs> Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Do you guys have any final thoughts, comments, concerns, <laughs> questions, <laughs> advice you want to share? You guys just really opened up my mind to a whole bunch of things I never even thought about or considered 
Um, but I'm really glad that they've been brought up because they are important to talk about and think yeah, about. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I never really talked about my Chinese name openly with anyone and like even my other adopted friends, mostly because it, you know, we just didn't have that moment that it could naturally flow, I guess. Um, but I'm really glad that I could talk about it and discuss it with you guys. I, I think that was really, um, it's just really nice to be able to talk about it and share our um, perspectives with each other. So um, thank you guys. Thank you for sharing your perspective and for coming yes. on today. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. I've never done a podcast before, so I think this was a really great experience for me. And so I, I really appreciate it. And you're welcome to come on a lot more episodes if you'd like to. <laughs> I believe we do have an interview with you in the next couple weeks so she will be back yeah definitely hit me up so yeah so thank you to everyone who tuned in today for our next episode i believe we will be discussing learning our learning different languages um and we will also have an interview episode coming out soon so look out for that if you're interested in participating in one of these episodes please email us at adoptedpodcast at gmail.com we would love to have you and don't forget to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at adopted underscore podcast and stay connected with us. Uh, so see you guys next week.